Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Much about... Okay, here's what I want. As soon as the music comes up, music? I want you to hit me with a spotlight. Bam! And a hard spot. Better yet, do you have those spotlights that come up from the ground? Uh, like can, in pride fighting? I, I can check. Okay, so two of those, one on each side, and then one in the center, so that it casts my shadow behind me, like a giant looking over his own shoulder. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V.I.G. So, Pascal, what's up? All these years, I've kept my secrets, but the time has come to face my past. Oh, he is so white. All right, guys, I'm a podcast listener, and I was listening to the podcast when I went to work. I had to pause it to ask this question. How are you guys on the radio? Amen, brother. Angry yelling is the voice of reason. And now, it was the third of June, our feature presentation. <laughs> <laughs> that works for you? I love it. Okay. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's uh, Monday morning, the 3rd of June. What's up, Stone Cold Losers? Mm. That's usually not that mean. Mm. I've decided I'm going to uh, follow the lead of our president and start insulting every room I'm getting ready to walk into immediately before I walk into the room. I think that's a solid plan. It's quite disarming. Stone Cold Losers. Yeah. And, and Allie, you're nasty. Oh, Miss McCaith. Never mind. All right. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't okay. call you nasty. I don't know what you're about. I didn't no, call I like you nasty. It. We have a recording of it, though. Uh, but I didn't say it. It's fake news. Mm. It's fake news. I see what you're doing. You or not. Hey, I was in uh, the Canada over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was a confirmation bias or not, but Canadians are so nice. Oh, that, wow. That's quite a take. That hot, is hot, a hot. real leap. Wow. You are on a limb, you're and gonna, I don't know if it's safe. You're going to go against everyone else and say that they're nice. I said I don't know if it was confirmation bias, meaning I expe- have always heard they were nice and expected them to be nice and therefore saw nice everywhere I looked. But I'm telling you, to a person, they couldn't have been any sweeter. You were welcomed, though uh, much older than the common fan of Billie Eilish is what you're alluding to? Uh, no, I was getting a lot of creeper looks at the Billie Eilish concert. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, I was uh, older than their grandparents, the average uh, age of the fan. But here, that's not my point. We'll talk about that later. My point is they were super, super nice in Canada. Every right. person. Okay. All right. Super friendly. Right. And then I came across this, which is the most interesting article in the world to me. So I'm going to see how much of this I can get out before you guys turn off my mic because... I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to get the same joy out of this as I am. Yep, it's already starting. I think the mic's oh, already up. Come on, I haven't even yet. Mm. 
How well, one how how one of Canada's coldest cities became the slurpy capital of the world <laughs> is the article. I'm in interested. Mil- yeah, thank go you, on. Allie. Yeah. In a million years, would you ever have guessed that Winnipeg, Canada, sells more Slurpees per capita than any city in the world? No, I would think somewhere not you know a frozen tundra <laughs> would sell more Slurpees. I don't know. I didn't even think that they would judge that. Put that in a category. Oh, not, I'd hope they would. Not only have they put it in a category, but in 2018. Last year, 7-Eleven named Winnipeg the slurpy capital of the world for the 19th year in a row. Wow. And Allie is not lying about the weather. If you don't know where Winnipeg is, it's hundreds of miles north of Duluth, Minnesota. It deep deep into Manitoba, all right, where it gets down below zero for months at a time. The snow starts in October and doesn't end until April. They only sell 40% of the year's Slurpees during the summertime, though. The other 60% is during the rest of the wow, year. What? Guy, what, who is the, who's the person buying all of them? Right. I think it may be more than one. Um, Wouldn't that be funny if it was just one? Just one guy, (laughs) 19 years in a row. Another one, another one. Keep them coming. Slurpee Steve. There's a street in Winnipeg named Slurpee Way. There are Winnipeggers who sport Slurpee tattoos. There are buy and sell groups that sell commercial-grade Slurpee machines if you want to put one in your own home. What is happening? Wow. There are handmade Slurpee koozies that are made and yes. sold. Well, mm-hmm. you'd have to have a Slurpee koozie or your hand would just be frozen. Right? Yeah. yeah you're, you're not can't. even thinking about the tongue. I'm not. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> I need that clip, please, immediately, Chip. For 7-Eleven's annual Bring Your Own Cup event, which they have here in America as well, Winnipeggers have filled milk jugs, crock pots, fish bowls, rubber boots, and kiddie pools full of the, food, the frozen drink. Wow. Imagine walking into a 7-Eleven with a kiddie pool and saying, give me all the Slurpee you got. Um, it's a point of city pride there. It's something kids grab after sporting events. Teenagers bring to the beach on hot summer days. Um, they bring them to weddings. Apparently, they are good luck to bring to women in maternity wards. <laughs> this is, this this is, is too much. fake, too right? Much. It's insanity. You're in the hospital getting ready to give have a baby, and they're bringing you Slurpees. Guy do opens they, the door and just goes, Slurpee. <laughs> do they have the same flavors that we do, or do they one-up their Slurpees? No, Ooh. they do have the same. They have the, It's exactly the same as here. Um, huh. the, the most popular flavor in Winnipeg, lime. All right. Lime Lime. For a, by the way, that's a gross Slurpee. Yeah, it is. Yes. It's not the best. Well, I mean, they're selling them all, but uh, lime is the most popular. First 7-Eleven store opened in Winnipeg in March of 1970. They've been slugging Slurpees ever since. So there you go. How does something like that come about? Like, who notices who? Great 7-Eleven corporate office. We are sending Probably. a lot of Slurpees to Winnipeg. <laughs> this is a problem. But how did it catch on with other Winnipegians? Like, how did people go, how did people turn it into a family event? You know what I mean? Like, this is what you need at all of your parties. Yeah, that's weird. This is what you need at your wedding. This is what you need when your baby is born. Do you think I anyone would... is streaming us in Winnipeg? I hope so. I'd like to, I'd like to think we have a large uh, audience there. <laughs> I feel like we do have a couple tweets come in from Winnipeg every now and then. Because I'm okay. always like, how are the Jets? <laughs> but, okay. All right, one more fun fact just to push it. And that is that I did not know until today uh, that Winnie the Pooh was named after Winnipeg. Canada. Did you guys know that? No. I did the, not. The brown, the black bear, excuse me, that A.A. A. Milne, the author of Winnie the Pooh, fell in love with at the London Zoo was named Winnie because he had come from Winnipeg. Thank you, Mr. Know-It-All. And that's why Winnie the Pooh is named 
Winnie. I guess it could have been named Slurpee. Could have could have been if he'd been made it later in life. It would have been named Slurpee. It wouldn't have been named. Yeah, Slurpee. they, they probably wouldn't. So. Yeah. Legal issues. Yeah, kids wouldn't be like, oh, look at my Slurpee, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> I want to sleep with Slurpee. Slurpee the poo. No one wants it. Slurpee, Slurpee the poo. Yeah. So there you go. There's a bunch of Canadian fun facts for you. By the way, that was Beans. Fun facts. Super nice people up there in Canada too. Yeah, yeah, Never heard, heard that. that. Uh, let's talk about today's Kevin and show, shall we? Kevin, to me, is my uh, brother in faith. Oh, that is so nice. <laughs> that is nice, isn't it? Uh, Monday mornings mean great news. Bean has been talking for, I don't know, a week about how excited he is about a movie about a dictionary. <laughs> Very excited. About Wait, a what? dictionary. Wait. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chip, you missed it. You I should thought, go back on vacation. I missed. Yeah. Um, not only was I excited about it, I watched it and loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, really. Yeah, honestly. I'd get out of here. Yeah, leave, please. Mm-hmm. Kevin wouldn't even watch the font movie last year that I was all over. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> is remember that a thing? Movie? Yeah, I don't Helvetica. remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't get him thing. to watch Helvetica. It was By the way, so Chip, awesome. Chip actually left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame out, her. Now, now he's out of my Oxford English Dictionary movie too. Kevin, who watches a movie about font? <laughs> a lot of people. Look, no, they made, I blacked they, that out. They made a movie about fonts, right? For God's sake! So clearly, there's interest in it. Mm. Nobody's going to finance that if they don't think there's an audience for it. Mm. There's no audience. <laughs> she came back for that. <laughs> there's no audience. Some real font heads. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Slang Man Mondays. Yeah, we're excited he's, about that. He's back. Good man. Got to talk to uh, Brian Henson this morning. <gasps> we are going to talk to Fred Durst this morning. Yes. <gasps> Big day. Trying to lock in uh, Weenie Rose, biscuit for Weenie Rose. Yeah. He was on our Instagram commenting, so. Yeah. He we'll knows see. He knows there are a lot of people very, very excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we're Chip, you were out last week, but um, we got Fred on the phone, and he said he'd think about it, so. Oh, trust me, Chip knows. Oh, Fingers I know. Crossed. I came back to make sure it happens today. <laughs> <laughs> Even at the risk of listening to Bean's obsession with a movie about a dictionary? Yeah. Okay. And Eric Stone Street will join us in studio. Love him. Love him so much. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie is here. It's time for our first look at what's happening. I'm sure we missed a lot of cool stuff over the weekend. Well, you, you know what you didn't miss? Winning the Mega Millions jackpot. Because no one won it. Yay! That means the drawing on Tuesday, June 4th, mm-hmm. that's tomorrow, is $475 million. All right. Ooh, that's a cash option of, I mean, a paltry $307 million if you take it. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. You guys. I didn't uh, I didn't buy a Mega Millions ticket, mm-hmm. but I did buy a Powerwall ticket. Yeah. And then realized I don't live in North Carolina, so I didn't win. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. won. One ticket in North Carolina. Yeah. But I wasn't even going to bring it up because who cares? Mega Millions. <laughs> mm-hmm. $475 yeah, million. This is what it's about. Yeah. Should we all buy one? Sure. Go in as a, as a show? As a squad? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than I use the word squad. Yeah, I went with show, but, you know, you went with squad. Squad goals. Squad goals. <laughs> Where we all win. Jensen, would you keep this job if you won the big money? No. <laughs> Didn't even have to think about it. Just no. Um, so, uh, Allie? No. Hell no, right? No. Kevin always claims he would. I mean, I, th- I think so, but I would have a terrible attitude. Yeah. Because okay. I would just go, what? Fire me. Okay. Yeah. 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 Kevin would be coming in around. I think. 8.50. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Chip, how about you? Oh, hell no. Hell no, you wouldn't quit? No, I, I wouldn't stay, no. You wouldn't stay? Okay. Yeah. 
How about you, Bean? Well, I oh, think we all got to answer that. Okay. Yeah. All I'm right. quitting anyway. I <laughs> haven't, even, haven't even won. We're lucky you're still here. <laughs> Guys, uh, not a huge uh, weekend at the box office. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, did take first place at the box office with $49 million. In comparison, um, the 2014 Godzilla grossed $93 million in its Whoa. opening weekend. Yeah, they were, call- they were calling this a failure. Well, it's a, it's a pretty good failure um, when it costs $170 million to make, and Whoa. you barely make 50 in the first. <laughs> Kevin, did you see it? I assume you did. I did not. Wow. So, it's so many louds. I know. I was looking forward to it. Didn't have time. Okay. You have a busy life, you know? Yeah, you're busy. Right? Got mm-hmm. places to go and people to, you know, stuff. People to stuff. Huh? Absolutely. <laughs> wow. It's a totally in the, different week. In the <laughs> trunks of cars? <laughs> oh, you went murder. Wow. I went, okay. Oh, I see. We're, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like well, your mom's much better than the trunk. afterwards, Allie. So they don't sure. talk. Sure. Aladdin finished a close second with $42.3 million. Rock- That's uh, the first one. That was uh, Godzilla. Uh, Rocket Man was third with a projected opening of $25 million. Ma- Again, that's Godzilla. Godzilla. Uh, Ma grossed $18.3 million for fourth, which is on par with its projected opening of $20 million. And then rounding out the weekend's top five was John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, which grossed another $11 million, bringing its total take to about $125 million domestically. All right. Not bad. I saw Ma. Did you? Oh, you did? I did. It was very fun. How is it? Yeah. It's fun. It's fun? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It wasn't scary? Um, I would say it's more creepy, and then it has sort of one scene that's uh, torturous. Oh. But not really, no, not like a whole lot of jumping. No. Okay. It's just fun. Cool. I just, I didn't see that as fun. I, I didn't, never I don't know. put it's that like, in the top 20 things to call it. It's right. a movie where in the theater you're like, don't go in there. Like, <laughs> right. it's like, you a know. campy-ish? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. I don't hate it. And, and uh, Octavia Spencer makes every movie great. She oh, rules. She's yeah. so good. She is so good. By the way, uh, talking about John Wick. Any of you watch Always Be My Maybe this weekend? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It had Keanu Reeves, first mm-hmm. of all, but it's... Um, Randall Park. Randall Park, Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. It was a goddamn delight. I hear it's wonderful. It was so cute, so sweet, and I'm going to tell you right now, Keanu, improving those lines, might be his best role to date. He was so good in it. I'm telling you right now, go to Netflix right now. Well, listen well, to no, the right show. Now. Listen After to the, the show. show. Right, not and right. then go and watch Almost or Always Be My Maybe. Super it's, uh, cute. This Keanu sounds really happening, man. It's, it's happening. Keanu it's... Wave, I'm calling it. Keanu Wave. Mm. 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 Okay, we'll go with whatever you said, B. <laughs> I don't know if Keanu Sons is it either. We'll have but... to workshop it. Yeah. We'll come up with something. Yeah, we'll come up with something for sure. All right, that was fun, you guys. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Imogen Poots, Rafael Nadal, and one of the best laughers on all of television. <laughs> there he is. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> we should just let him laugh. This is real on CNN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just couldn't stop. And it was 9-11, too. That's it was not 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was looking at CNN's ratings. Oh, what are you, Donald Trump? Oh, wow. I'm just saying, they are in the toilet. Yeah. They are not good. Like, they are so on the bottom. It's 
bad across the board, that network. Jeff Zucker really tanked that network, is all I'm saying. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, guys. I uh, had a, a wonderful uh, weekend. Uh, I was uh, uh, crippled with anxiety on Saturday. I almost called the whole thing off. I didn't think I could leave my house, but I did it. For Billy Eilish? It and drove to Vancouver, B.C. Mm-hmm. for Billy Eilish. And let me say a word about uh, Billie Eilish before I tell you the thing that I did in Canada that got me in so much trouble with my wife. Oh, oh no. Um, we've seen her before. She played the Acoustic Christmas, mm-hmm. or whichever one it was. And you know what a captivating performer she is. Yep. And I, uh, I mean, I even uh, I tweeted, Kevin, I don't know if you, oh, that's right, you don't follow me. I said, uh, when I was 17, I was throwing rocks at my neighbor, Robbie Joyner, and Billie Eilish is ruling the world. She had this audience in the palm of her hand from the second she stepped out on stage. These kids, and it's predominantly a young female audience, they adore her so much. Yeah. and It was like that at Coachella as well. It's just massive. crazy. They sing every single word to every single song, which I don't think I've seen very many shows where that's the case. They're as loud as she is. And I think that they, I mean, very rarely does an artist come along where a generation just identifies so much with them that it's like, well, I mean, she's one of them, yeah, essentially, yeah. because she's freaking 17 years old. But it was a, a great show, and I don't know if tickets are still available. If you get the chance to see her at the Greek when she's there in July, you should definitely check it out. I'm just surprised you went, first of all. I am surprised yeah. I went as well. Like I said, I very, came very nearly uh, to, to calling it off. But I'm so glad that I did and I had such a great time. And by the way, I also felt like, and we've all had these moments if we're lucky enough to go to shows where you go, this is the last time I'm ever going to see a person in a venue this small. This was a tiny little outdoor amphitheater that was about 3,000 people. All right. And she's playing the Greek when she comes to L.A. I mean, I think she sold out two at the shrine before that, too. Yeah. These are the kind. I mean, so I got very, very lucky to see her see her at such a small. Who went with you? Who was your plus one? I mean, I, uh, <clears throat> I mean, technically, I was. I went by myself. Oh. I was just. And by the way, I know you guys were giving me a hard time on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> you guys were giving me a hard time on Friday about it being creepy to go. I mean, I went legitimately as a fan because I love Billy's music. I mean, it's my favorite album of the year. Right. That's the only reason I was there. But also, you're inherently creepy. I'm not that creepy helps. at all. Yeah. Oh, you're not, not, you're not, you're not, hold on, you're not creepy. Uh, no, can you I'm bring not. up my my cute? Late night for daddy. Just reminding you that that's something you said and that it it sounded like you were maybe Jeffrey Dahmer. But I will tell you at one point as I was standing there in a sea of largely teenage girls that there was one moment where a girl turned around and saw that I was there and then nudged her friend and kind of did the head back. You gotta, you gotta see this guy. You're Check not out gonna, how old this guy you're is. Not gonna, I mean, I felt like Ruben there in this crowd. I was <laughs> Ruben, right? So she was trying to be, you know, the, her friend was trying to be subtle about it, but she clearly turned around and looked at me to see the freak show that her friend was tipping <laughs> her off to. Okay, Anderson, it wasn't that funny. But, I mean, I was by far the oldest person there. I'm going to just keep it a bean. <laughs> so I decided, uh, I stayed in a hotel in downtown, and I decided, you know, unfamiliar city, maybe coming back at night. I, I'm already parked at the hotel. I'm just going to cab it over there, right? No okay. Uber in Vancouver, by the way. So I'm just going to cab it over there. So I got a cab over there, and as they dropped me off, I said to the dude, I said, when the show gets out, how, how do I find a cab? Should I, should I call you? Is there a, a, you know, a number? What should I do? Or is there a place where cabs is gonna be, are going to be? And he said, no problem. A, a big event like this, there's going to be a line of cabs. Mm-hmm. When you get out of this concert, man, you're going to be, be able to barely walk across the street. There are going to be so many taxi cabs. 
every taxi cab in town knows this concert is happening. They're all going to be here. Did he mention that there are a lot of people at the concert that are going to want a cab? (laughs) He did not mention that, but I think that was implied, and that's why the cabs were all going to go. Attracted, you know, like, you know, bees to flowers, they're going to be there because they know, put that in the file, because they know (laughs) people are looking for cabs, right? Uh So, fast forward, I think you know exactly where this is headed. Sure. So, I get out of the concert. There's not a goddamn cab to be seen in the entire province of British Columbia. There's nothing. Were there a lot of moms picking up their kids? Yes. That's all there were. Is a, that's all there were is a row of moms waiting to pick up their kids. Absolutely. And I thought Did about you asking one of them wait for, for a mom? Yeah, with your little backpack. <laughs> hey, hey, is anyone going near my hotel? In a really large Billie Eilish concert team <laughs> holding a balloon. No cabs. And I don't know the number for the cab thing, but I think, well, I I got no choice. It's you know I gotta get I gotta get a cab right. So I look up on my phone Vancouver cabs. So I call the first place and it's busy. Call them back, still busy. No problem. There's plenty of cab places. Call the second place. Wait time will be five to seven minutes to mm. talk to somebody. I thought, ooh, at that point it's gonna be even worse, right? Even later, more people out looking for cabs. Call the third place. I'm on hold with the third taxi cab company. I'm standing there near the venue in a gas station parking lot, and this Indian guy in a Toyota, pulls up on the side of the road and says, you looking for a cab? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he said, hop in. Oh, and I said, uh, what? You're, you're not a cab. <laughs> he said, oh, I freelance. <laughs> what? Oh, no. And I said, like, like Uber? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not getting in your car. He's like, okay, but I'm a cab. <laughs> and I said... Because the first thing I think is, all right, if I get this car, A, am I going to be buried in a shallow grave? Is it going to be bury a friend type? Mm-hmm. And B, is is he going to, like, drive me to the hotel? And they go, that'll be 100 bucks. I right. mean, what's the deal here? You there know, are a lot of variables there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of variables. So I said, he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to the Georgia hotel. He said, 20 bucks. And I said, for reals? He said, yes. I said, all right. <laughs> you I jumped to the back of his car. Jumped to the back of his car. And when I told my wife about it later, she was furious. You don't get in the back of a stranger's car with no accreditation, with no paperwork, with no tracking, with no that will never see you again and never know who took you. Yeah, I'm assuming you didn't take down his license plate number no, or anything like that. No, none of that. And there's no Yeah, exactly, right. So, random guy, not an Uber, mm-hmm. not a taxi cab, right. but was at the right place at the right time for the right price to get mm-hmm. me back to my hotel. Was I careless and sloppy and put myself in a dangerous situation? Or do you think, as I do, I'm six foot six and I got a tattoo? No one's coming at me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Do any of us think that thought? I am a badass. There's no way this guy's coming at me. Now, I wouldn't recommend that my wife get in that car. No, but you're a badass. Mm -hmm. But I'm a badass with a tattoo, right? Right, I mean, it's, it's of the queen. So, okay. Can we just put that dial it back, right? So I guess I'm asking. So he took you there and everything went well? He took me there, 20 bucks, no problem. Straight downtown, easy Mm. peasy. Now, Kevin, would you have gotten in the stranger's Toyota or would you have said, you know what? I'm just going to stay on hold here and get an actual taxi. It's tough to tell because you're really tired at the end of the night. You want to get back. I mean, it was 930. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I take that part back. Um, I don't know. First thoughts are no. Oh, I would not get in this car. No. Really? I don't think so, no. He's offering to take you to the hotel. It's four miles away. It's 20 bucks. There's no cabs anywhere. You can't even get them on the phone. Right. How long are you going to wait and try to get a hold of somebody to come pick you up when you have somebody who's offering to pick you up? 
I mean, you're asking. I'd start what I, walking. Yeah, I was gonna say, would I rather wait for a car that I, you know, is accredited and has a profession, or would I rather just, you know, go into a car of someone who could literally kill me and have no trail? But this guy, I mean, unless he was trolling for people to kill, it seemed to me more likely that this is what he does: is he figures out. I mean, mm-hmm. he has figured out a way to make some quick cash on the weekend by He's picking people up. Also, figured out a way of killing people. Yeah, it would easy, be so easy. Dumb people that are like, oh, I don't also, even know what to do. The yeah, most, sure. I'll what get am I in. supposed to do? I was on hold. The most impressive, <laughs> for reals, the most impressive part of this whole thing is that you were able to find someone creepier than you at a Billie Eilish concert. I am stunned right? that you get, that none of you would have gotten in that car. No. I don't I'm know. I mean, stunned by this. I mean, there are some variables that we don't know. Like, did he look trustworthy? Was the car... I mean, well, there's all kinds of variables. You know who trustworthy? Yeah, who? Uh, a guy that drove a bug and murdered people. <laughs> right? So, Allie's a hard me. no on this So one. this guy's Ted Bundy. He's Ted Bundy, saying. only Indian. He was... Uh, I mean, he offered me a ride for 20 bucks. That's right. what I needed. Right. Wow, I'm so surprised. I told Donna she was crazy. Andy had candy for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. KU Rock KROQ. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You guys, you guys, you guys. Yeah. It's Monday morning, mm-hmm. which is usually bad news. But today, because it's Monday, it's great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news. All right, I'm going to start with Finn Lanning, who teaches middle school math in Aurora, Colorado. Um, He first met his 13-year-old student, Damien, when the school year started in August. But then Damien disappeared. Uh Uh-oh. And he couldn't figure out, like, what happened to this guy. And he found out that Damien went back to live in the hospital. To live in the hospital. Because he has to be on dialysis 12 hours a day. Oh, my gosh. Holy moly. But that's, that's and he's waiting for a transplant. But that is not why he went there. He just had to go there because he didn't have the money. So, basically, he was living in a hospital in and out for a long time. And this is where the news story picks up. And it's not because he was too sick to stay at home. Over the course of the years, I ended up in foster homes because of my medical needs. And because of his medical needs, it's difficult for the county to find a placement that can serve those needs. So he's had to live in the hospital for months or years at a time. Over that time, I you know, started out going in to give him his work and just hang out with him a little bit and keep him caught up in the classroom. First of all, by the way, 
Yeah, for any teacher to do that right. is phenomenal. Math teacher making sure he's caught up on the homework? Yeah. Crazy. And here's what Finn learned. When you're living in the hospital, you're not able to be on the transplant list because folks who don't have stable housing are considered high risk for their organ to not work. To get it. Oh, my gosh. So at, when he goes back to the hospital to live, they go, you're off the list. And they called it an unsafe house. Is there any place safer than a hospital? No. I guess they want, they like he said, they want permanent housing is what they're looking for, a stable environment. And I guess they feel like if you're in and out at any time, they can't count on it. To get a kidney, Damien needed a home. It just became really hard for me to look the other way. And you can guess what happened next. It's gone good. Like, I got my own room now. Good, with a dash of weird. It's been weird. Like, at first, he, he still called me Mr. a lot. <laughs> So the math teacher took him in at his house. Unbelievable. And said he does have a house. Please put Put him back back on the the list. list. Kevin, where are the kid's parents? I don't know. He didn't say. He just said he was in and out of foster care his whole life. Okay, foster care. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. A small sacrifice because Damien can now get a kidney any day. We can get a call during this interview right now. It'll be a new chapter. We're planning on just staying together. Hope for adoption probably. Oh, How beautiful is that? Man. Middle school math teacher. Would you ever want to live with any of your teachers from no. middle school? Oh, no. And especially math. You <laughs> know, he's like, math. oh, you want to do some fun quizzes? No. <laughs> Allie, this oh. sounds like your nightmare. It is a nightmare for you me. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the kidneys that I have to do algebra <laughs> after dinner. And that's my great news. That is great news, Kevin. And I think you're going to like this story very much. uh, You and your wife have been running a charity for many, many, many years, 20 years or something like that, right, to help abuse women and children. So if you haven't heard about Noah's Place, this is going to be a place that's really going to be in your heart. Domestic violence is the leading cause of injury to women in the United States, by the way. One in four experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime. That number has always baffled me. It's shocking. One in four. It is shocking. One of the reasons, among many, that women do not leave their abusive husband or boyfriend situation is because they don't want to leave their pets. Fewer than 10% of domestic violence shelters provide any kind of pet service. Not even the opportunity to place your pets in a foster home or with an animal shelter. There's no coordination there. So this woman named Stacy Alonzo, uh, this uh, clinic in, uh, in Las Vegas has been around for a number of years, but it has just recently expanded to Reno, and other states are investigating as well, opening up women's abuse shelters that are pet-friendly. Which wow. is a genius idea because a lot of people, you know, their pets are their re- their rock sometimes. You can't imagine leaving them behind. So you stay sometimes rather than do that. In such a dangerous situation, mm. she stays because she wants to be with the pet. Be with, right. Yeah. So this, uh, the Noah's Animal House in Las Vegas, now in Reno, it was the first of their kind in the country. They have cat condos, indoor and outdoor dog runs, a vet station, a grooming station, all in one facility. You check into the women's shelter, and then the pets are right next door at Noah's, and they know that they're free of abuse and they're safe. Wow. And apparently, you know, they have cuddle rooms set up because that's the best part of a lot of people's days is being able to spend time with their pets and just hang out with them and have some sort of normalcy, some sort of continuity in your life that you mm-hmm. haven't left everything behind. There's, a, We all know that. The power of a pet's love and i just think it's fantastic that somebody has put two and two together and said if there's one more way we can make women in this abusive situation feel comfortable let's figure out a way to do it women from 
from 21 different states have traveled to Nevada wow. just so that they could go with their pets. Wow. So I kind of wanted to bring this up, A, because it's back in the news because of the new location that just opened up in Reno, and B, just to put it out there in the universe to say, this is a great idea that I should, think should be emulated in cities all over the country. Anything you can do to make it easier and more comfortable for women to get out of a situation. Agreed. Let's, let's do that. And we'll uh, tweet the link to this so people can read more about Noah's house if you want to check it out as well. And that's my great news. Well, mine has to do with, you know, you go into a hospital for a surgery. Uh, our age, it's terrifying, right? But then you think about a, a little person, a young person, I should say. Um, they're sick. They're scared. They're separated from their parents. So very short. No, this is okay. like a, a young, like a toddler see, or okay. like up until, you know, eighth grade, that whatever. Didn't grow like, to full no, height? Not like a thyroid problem okay. or anything. Right. Um, so an Oompa Loompa is what no, we're talking no, about. No, okay. just sad children. Yeah. Children. But um, then people wearing scrubs or taking you away from your parents. It's a terrifying ordeal. Well, Huntsville Hospital for Women and Children has worked hard to change all of that. The Children's Hospital employs, um, employs, I'm sorry, child life specialists trained in child psychology and development to make changes that will make kids feel more at ease. The waiting room is the first place for your fears to dissipate. There are games everywhere. It's like a huge game room. They've got a floor that lights up. You can play games That's the whole awesome. time there. Um, it keeps their mind off of everything because they are eventually going to go back and have a surgery. But that leads to the transport to the surgery. They're not getting wheeled down the hall on a gurney. They're That's getting, how everyone... No, they're getting in a little car that they drive themselves. I'm telling you, the video is one of the cutest things you've ever seen. They've got their little hospital gown on, and they're learning how to drive this down the hall. That's the nurse awesome. and the doctor are walking down alongside of them. It is unbelievable. By the way, they also get their own license to drive beforehand that they write their name on. The doctor's on. like, where's the kid? And they were going, he's just taking just laps. taking some loops, right? <laughs> unbelievable. But the pre-op coordinator, Amanda Rochewak, it's probably wrong, adds that when the kids are at ease, so are the family. She said it makes it easier on that transition for the parent as well as the child because they know the child is not scared, they're not crying, they're not leaving them in a fearful state. I just think that's unbelievable. That is amazing. What an amazing thing to do down there at Huntsville Hospital for Women and Children, and I hope that they do that in more hospitals. And quite frankly, I would like to drive one of those little cars to my surgery. And that's my great news. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We came I in. can't wait another minute. Give me this trailer. Doing it. Doing it. <laughs> we came in uh, last Monday, and everybody was like, hey, you see any movies over the weekend? And Kevin went to see um, John Wick or something with Louds. And then I said, hey, guys, I know I'm not usually the guy who sees the new films, but I saw a brand new movie this weekend called The Professor and the Madman. <laughs> and y'all were like, The Professor what? and the Madman. That's what it's called. It's... Yes. Uh, it's, first of all, um, Oscar winner Mel Gibson. Second of all, Oscar winner Sean Penn. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot of me <laughs> rolling my eyes. But sure. I know, yeah. I know. Look, you may not like you may not like them personally. They may not be the poster children for uh, you know for good behavior, but they are both great actors. 
Eddie Marzon is in this movie. Steve Coogan is in this movie. I mean, it really has a great cast. And it also has a fantastic topic because it's about the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary. Now, hold on. (laughs) Wait. So it's an action movie. (laughs) It's about a professor named James Murray who in 1857 was hired to compile the Oxford English Dictionary. Now, I want you to imagine that there was a time where there was no dictionary. Okay. Can I just say uh, at this point that I already don't care? <clears throat> out. Yeah. Aren't you fascinated no. to know how they got together nope. and figured out a way to find all the words Mm-mm. in the world nope. and put them in a book? Mm-mm. I mean, I have a feeling how they did it. They <laughs> it's just a lot wrote, of work. wrote them down and then they typed it out and then they made a book. But what? that doesn't seem like a great movie. It is a great movie. No, it's Let not. me play some of the trailer and I think right. you'll see you are underestimating the level of excitement that can be created around the creation of the dictionary. I mean, already, Kevin, you hear this music, you're in. Sure. Right? Ooh. No! Oh, what? We have been attempting to make this dictionary for the last 20 years. <laughs> I submit that the extraordinary, the unconventional, Mr. Murray, is the solution and our salvation. Because Mr. Murray... Didn't even go to college, you guys. Was the woman Why did screaming the woman scream? someone that had to watch the movie? No. Was the there woman, a I question don't wanna... also? Question yes. to follow up. Was that yes. gunshots at the beginning? Yes. Yes. Gunshots and mm. a man is murdered. That's how they make you watch it. I don't want to give away too much, but Sean Penn. No one's going to see it, dude. Give Sean, away everything you have. Sean Penn kills a guy mm-hmm. mistakenly and is sent to the uh, mental hospital, to the home for the criminally insane. But while he's there, he becomes the major contributor to the dictionary. He starts reading every book he can get his hands on and looking for words that he can then send into the dictionary people. I'm sorry, are we still talking about the dictionary movie? So <laughs> Mel Gibson's character and Sean Penn's characters have this unlikely friendship. One's in the mental hospital, the other's compiling the dictionary, but they can't live without each other. Oh my God, who the hell cares? <laughs> the task is gigantic. And impossible. There is a way. We'll ask them to read in search of the words that we want and get them to write the word on a slip of paper. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not joking. This sounds like the worst movie that's ever been made. I almost might watch it to laugh. They put out a call to the public saying, hey, if you got any words, send them in on a postcard because we're putting a dictionary together. Hey, does anybody have some words? (laughs) (laughs) I need somebody else to make the dictionary, by the way. But wait, there's more. So this is the good doctor. I'm proud to make your acquaintance, sir. I cannot believe my eyes. All right. Partners. One for one. Because now they're partners because they're building a dictionary together. Listen to the music behind it. It's so tense and like, oh my God. There's a little more. My entire life, all that I pursued has been in preparation for this. His entire life has been leading Heard. to this moment where he does the dictionary. Right. You're just repeating what you're <laughs> Over and over. And, and by the way, uh, spoiler They're alert. Partners. There's no spoiler alert. No There's one's going to no see it. Yeah, yeah, and we have a dictionary. We know how it ends. <laughs> That's all I need to know. We have a dictionary. You can imagine how crushed Mel Gibson is when they find What's out that they, wrong with you? that they left they left a word out in the bees. <laughs> it's already been printed. They missed a word. <laughs> gathering so far we've only just started mr murray we are watching with a concerned eye here it is here it is 
and be amazed. And be amazed, you guys. Watch and be amazed, you guys. What's it's called The Professor and the Mad Men, and it, uh, for some reason, it didn't go to theaters. What? It's, um, on demand. Is, is the word they missed in B boring? <laughs> How dare you, sir? The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. I feel like uh, there's a real dividing line on this program before we were introduced to Slang Man and after we were introduced <laughs> to Slang Man. Was it just a week ago, Jensen, that you brought him into us? It feels like a lifetime, but yes, only last week did we learn who David Burke was. And he is known as Slang Man. Uh, I think we have a song for intro for this? Of course. Okay. Slang Man, Slang Man, do your thing. Come on, Slang Man, keep it rocking. Slang Man, Slang Man, do your thing. Bring that lingo and fill us all in. Flint, dope, jam, ratchet. What does it mean? We got you covered right here on Kevin and Bean. Because today is Slang Man Monday. It's Slang Man Monday. Uh. Word to your mother. Figgity fresh. <laughs> now I'm nervous we don't have enough to do this every Monday. Uh, I stumbled on Slang Man for the first time last week when he appeared on KCAL 9 uh, to teach parents about dangerous texts that their children could be sending and did almost nothing like that. Uh, instead, just brought up terms that seemed outdated. He dropped gems like, what's up, Pierre? Uh, like it was just <laughs> he really does seem to be over explaining things that everybody already understands yeah, from 20 years ago yeah. yeah yeah he also seems like a narc of course uh, <laughs> I obviously fell down a bit of a rabbit hole and started watching all of his YouTube videos and yeah the he uh, the hits just keep coming uh he's written dozens of books on slang he's considered an expert on the topic so keep, keep that in mind this is from a video where he describes teen slang. That's all you need to know. Okay. It's a top 10 list. So I just wanted to highlight a few of my favorites. If you didn't hear our feature last week on him, I'll allow Slang Man to introduce himself. There's one thing I probably get the most tweets and questions about. Teen slang. And that's because it's so incredibly popular. It's used in schools, on television, and certainly in every family or there are teens. Teens are experts at creating slang and they're taking slang to a whole new level. So with that in mind, here are my top 10 teen slang words popular today. I mean, this guy is the opposite of who should be explaining slang. Yeah. He he sounds like the worst teacher you've ever he had. He sure does. Like, like the one who is like, it's movie Friday. And then he <laughs> plays a movie that's just like about algebra. Or about a dictionary, really. Yeah, he could have been in the dictionary movie. Uh, you guys excited for number 10? Please. Yes, very much so. Here's number 10. Number 10. Lit. This is actually slang on top of slang. It comes from the slang expression to be on fire, which means to be amazing. And the way something catches fire is when you light it. And once oh. you light it, it's lit. So a team might say about a fun party, this party is lit. But don't be surprised if you hear a teen say, this party lit. That's right. A lot of teens are dropping their verbs. <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right, guys, make a note. We need to start using that hot new slang. <laughs> That's right. Teens are dropping verbs. <laughs> uh, he make... so proud of himself, too. He's does, truly great. Does it make me bad that I want to punch him in the face? Oh, I don't know. I want to hold him. Uh, <laughs> this next one is number nine. Then the opposite of lit is ratchet. Ratchet literally is a tool which lets you turn something in one direction. And somehow it's worked its way into the pages of teen slang to mean someone with no manners, no class, really undesirable. <laughs> he is ratchet. 
<laughs> this guy has this guy ever met a kid? Would you guess? Ever? <laughs> he, he went when they asked him where he gets his slang. He was like, "A lot of teens write me on Twitter," and I was like, "These people they just don't, don't are messing with you." Uh, guys, get excited for the next one. Number eight is dope, which has a few slang meanings. To a teen, it means great, fantastic, and if you're in your twenties and above, it means a stupid person, a dope. So if you're wearing that new shirt and someone walks up to you and says, you look dope, if that person is a teen, you've been complimented. But if that person is in his or her 20s, not good. That's not true. That's not true, Slang Man. Hey, Slang Man knows. Are you guys experts? Slang Man is wrong. It's not (laughs) above 20. Dope is is good for me, and I'm turning 40 this year. Did you say that he has written a dozen books on slang? Dozens. He has volumes upon volumes of books. Uh, A little later in the countdown. Number two is ghost, which teens have actually turned into a verb to ghost which means to hide from someone or disappear by not texting, by not calling, by not speaking to someone. My friends totally went ghost on me. That's not how you say it. No. My friends totally went ghost on me. Is is someone ghosted me? Is this a video from 10 years ago? That's what you would think. No, no, but he is a gem. I love that the expert knows less about this topic than everyone else. Uh, Sounds like someone doesn't want to get lit. (laughs) Slay Man Monday is Slay Man Monday. Uh, Word to your mother. Figgity fresh. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. First, though, Allie's got uh, what's happening. You guys, after months of speculation, HBO has finally confirmed that the upcoming sixth season of Silicon Valley will be its last. Is, that, is HBO going to have any shows left? No, they, they are hoping to have nothing. <laughs> They're just closing the it all down? Yeah. They do always come up with new shows, though. Yep. They really do. I like Silicon Valley. I think it's still good. I think it's okay. Wow, that's overwhelming. Tell your voice. <laughs> I think it's okay if it goes, though. Okay. That uh, seems like it would be good for the poster. Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. I think it's still good. good. Still good. 
Hmm. <laughs> Bean. Maybe it should go. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. Yeah. There's nothing really more to that story, you guys. Okay. What about David E. Kelly, the creator of Ally McBeal, saying that he supports a reboot of the hit show? but would only want it to happen if there's a female showrunner in place. He told Variety this at the season two premiere of Big Little Lies in New York City this past week. He said, I would not be opposed to that being done again, but in somebody else's hands, because I did that one. And I think if I were going to, if it were going to be rebooted, it should be started up by somebody else. That's a pretty, pretty big thing to say. I'd like to make money without doing any work. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, really, he's just saying what we all feel. Right? Yeah. Someone else wants to do it and I still get paid. Sure. That's cool. Someone can license it from me. <laughs> just saying. Can sit at home and just collect paychecks from it. Imagine you're a high school and you're putting I'm on a high school. Uh, okay. And mm-hmm. you're putting on a production of In the Heights. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Lynn Manuel Miranda shows up to watch just to see what New York's George Washington High has on tap for their production. You say of beat In it, the Heights. Kid. Right? Now They're he, like, Did you pay full price? He um, he became famous for, for being in In the Heights. Like, that was his big Broadway breakthrough, right? And he is now doing uh, that movie with movie, John right. Chu, mm-hmm. who's going to direct the film. So John Chu recorded the ecstatic reaction that Lin-Manuel Miranda got when he hit the stage. And he said, we start shooting In the Heights movie on Monday today. So after our final rehearsal, we took a trip to George Washington High School in the Heights to see them perform. In the Heights. Could not be more inspired by these students. It's very heighty. Can you imagine, though? Can you imagine? And wouldn't you want to... You wouldn't want to know that Lin-Manuel Miranda was in the audience, right? I think I wouldn't. It would make me too nervous. Absolutely. I think. Like, waiting for government. They were so nervous, thinking he was going to be... Oh, God, I love that movie. (laughs) Anywho, what I'm saying is how exciting for those kids. Who's with me? Agreed. All right. The family home of fictional mob boss Tony Soprano has hit the market. 20 years after the critically acclaimed television series has aired, here's the thing. It's being listed for $3.4 million. Wow. However, real estate value website Zillow estimates its value at about 1.6. But the owners feel that, you know, the Hollywood status will boost the demand. Really? Almost $2 million? (laughs) And also, I doubt the interiors are from the house, right? No, it's it's 5,600 square feet, has four bedrooms, four baths. The New York Times reports that the cast and crew filmed at the house between 30 and 50 times, including the show's pilot episode. Um, but really? So, most, so it sounds like most of the interiors were at that house. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But would you would you think, okay, it's worth 1.6. No. But we're going to list it no. in New Jersey for $3.4 million. At also, least they, you know, they're striking while the iron's hot. I yeah, mean, yeah why 20, 20 years uh, later. Also, yeah. it's mostly a nightmare because people come by and take photos. Absolutely. It's like the Goonies house now. They don't want anyone really up there. And then obviously people are mad at the Breaking Bad one when yep. pizzas are on their roof. Like, it's not like a good feeling. Yeah, it's it's definitely a tourist spot. They have a Facebook page for the home that has a ton of likes. And people, when they visit, they say that they were there. So, yeah. I don't really know if I'd want that. I'm going to go buy in my bathrobe not. sometime and pick up a newspaper out of the driveway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, something Tony Soprano did. <laughs> Do you think, though, like, can I read into this and say maybe Tony died in the finale, right? No need for the home anymore. 
You don't know if he died. Right. Like, well, no, what happened in the well, diner? Reality you don't know. The show, though. So right. he, like, why would he need his house if he's dead? Which is really sad to think that Tony Soprano is dead. Well, they rented from the family for 20 years. Nothing to do with them. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. It's a good point. It's a really good point, you guys. I am sorry for how much I enjoy this story, but this man is not a good example to the students at his school in West Virginia. A West Virginia principal is accused of plagiarizing Ashton Kutcher in an address to his <laughs> school's graduating class. He says he didn't mean to use anybody else's work. Parkersburg High School principal Kenny DeMoss has issued a statement saying he should have cited his sources in the May 23rd speech, but asserted that the ideas were his own. However, a graduate posted a video to Facebook that spliced his speech with Kutcher's 2013 Nickelodeon Teen Choice <laughs> Awards speech. She deserves that award. That's, that's awesome. That's great. They should never have called him out. That's a success. The speeches use similar wording and at times featured identical phrasing. In an email Friday, here's the part that just made me go, wait, what? In an email Friday, Damas said he's putting the incident behind him. Quote, me and my family are the only ones being hurt here. Wait, what? you're being hurt? You plagiarized Ashton Kusher's Nickelodeon speech the, to yeah. your... He's the principal. Yeah, it's not a good yeah. idea. But the end, of his, the end of his statement does say, y'all got punked. Right? I wish. <laughs> no. She made up also. What a weirdo, you guys. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna steal anyone's words, it's definitely gonna be Ashton Should Kutcher, be Ashton. right? Sure, of course. Yeah, it's all very very strange. You guys use uh, Google Maps and Waze. Yep, mm, Google yep. Maps, yes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very convenient. But experts are saying there could be consequences for your health down the line. What? Here's the thing. They caution that motorists who rely heavily on navigation apps restrict their brain's ability to hold memory and problem solving. Other experts say the hippocampus, a part of the brain that controls navigation, is the first to deteriorate in people with dementia. So you have to work at keeping our sense of direction going. Mm -hmm. So if you're just relying on something telling you turn left, turn right, you're not actually using your thoughts to do it. But I agree with that. But I feel like you are paying attention in that if it tells me to get on the 105 freeway, I know I'm getting on the 105 freeway. But you wouldn't be recalling that in your head because you remembered to get on the 105. Probably I would, but most people you're Most people, uh (laughs) uh-huh, okay, all right. Researchers have shown that challenging our brains throughout our lives may help build up a resilience to damage like that caused by Alzheimer's. At any moment, I could look up and be in Cabo San Lucas. Like, Absolutely. I would have no idea. I'm just following <laughs> yeah. whatever it says, yeah. and I'm there. Well, look at the people who drive into bodies of water because yeah. they're following their navigation. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, just call it a day. In the herd. Well, it looks like I'm not in Encino. <laughs> I'm good Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> All right, some birthdays for you guys. Imogen Poots, Rafael Nadal, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Uh, quite the <laughs> tune. Nice? Yeah. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's uh, recap, shall we? Uh, what happened on Friday when we called? Please. Fred Durst picks up the phone. 
doesn't believe it's Kevin and Bean, or mm-hmm. maybe does believe it's Kevin and Bean and realizes we're Kevin and Bean and hangs up on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did the right thing. He did the right thing. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong. We call right back and we say, Fred, I don't know if you've heard about it, but this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you on the Weenie Roast bill because we decided it's time. Now you're saying wh- to yourself, the Weenie Roast is this Saturday. This yes, seems like late timing. <laughs> yeah. You'd be correct. <laughs> You'd be correct. But in our defense, by the way, we've been talking about it for yeah. like two months since long before the Weenie Roast e- e- lineup was even announced. Mm-hmm. We were saying we got we should have Limp Biscuit because we heard about their music performance and how people were going crazy for him and what a great show it was. We thought it's at the beach with 311 and with the revivalists and ex-ambassadors and all these bands. That would be awesome to have Limp Biscuit. So we started talking about it. We couldn't get any traction going in terms of reaching out to Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. until after the lineup had already been announced. And now here we are last minute trying to do cleanup, trying to make this thing work. Now, Fred, to me, it sounded like on Friday was intrigued. Very optimistic, mm-hmm. yeah. I felt like his he was sincerely was going to say, let me run it by the guys and get the you know aspects worked out to see whether we can even do it. And I'll let you know, call me next week. I mean, he left it open for us to call him next week, and now it's next week. Yes. Right, yeah. So that's where we're at right now, and we're hoping for good news. So let's go ahead and dial up the Durst household. I bet Fred's got a nice place, right? Oh, I would I would assume, I would assume yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's still living pretty large. And by the way, Limp Biscuit, you think, oh, I haven't heard from them in a while. They tour all the time. They're playing huge festivals all over Europe. They're headlining their own shows. I mean, they're they're still huge. They recently did that ten thousand, you know, people at music. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Guys, this is Fred Durst. He's about to pick up. I hope. Hello. Hey, hey Fred. Fred, it's Kevin and Bean. Oh, man. <laughs> we told you we were going to call. This was, Come this on, was, man. We told you this time. You can't hang up you on us again. Serious. Well, yeah. <laughs> Very serious. We're also running out of time. Yes. Not a bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. This thing's this Saturday, right? right. Yes, this Saturday. And, oh, and, my God. And, Fred, we saw you on the, on the K-Rock Instagram over the weekend. You saw how excited your fans are. You saw that there were people on there who were talking about driving down from Fresno and flying in from Cincinnati. They just they need the good word to, so that oh, they know what's happening. Man. Oh, my gosh. These people. There's a lot of pressure, guys. I mean, to throw this together out of the blue to be ready by Saturday to get everyone in town. I Good mean, enough, easy I'm, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll send but, Ubers. <laughs> but Fred, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm seriously, I'm interested in the specifics of this because it's not like we're okay. trying to get the band back together. I mean, you guys are an ongoing concern. You do shows fairly often. Yeah. I mean, you guys are in, you're you're ready to play. I mean, than ever. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's it's on fire, man, and we're, right. we're really enjoying it this time in our life. It's just so there you, know, you have it. Fred Durst is going to play. Fred Durst is He just confirmed it, everybody. I, I don't think we've heard those words yet. I don't think we've heard those words. Just call you up, Kevin and Bean, my old pals, and say, "Hey, Fred, can you play a concert in a week in L.A.?" <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can throw that together because I really did. Uh, Manson bought eight rows of tickets for Toy Story 4. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Dang pretty it. strong. I had those tickets, too. I gave mine up, though, because that, Weenie Roast is going to be the best party at the beach. That's what I was told in a commercial. That, it does sound like a great Saturday night, though, going to see Toy Story 4 with Marilyn Manson. I'm, I'm actually lying. I think that sounds great. I'm not, not going to lie. Yeah. What, did you check it with the other – did you talk to the other guys and find out if they're available because for all we know you know like Wes has a bar mitzvah to go to or something I'm sorry or whatever you know well uh, well everybody I talked to the band I mean clearly they 
Fred, whatever you feel like, we want to rock. We love K Rock. There it is. Oh, hold, on. hold on, Kevin. Yeah. Hasn't said it yet. Biscuit is playing. Nope. What? Hold on, Kevin. Let the band talk. Wait, wait, wait. Let the, let the band it. talk. I, I also, I also manage the band, so I can't just be the singer who says, yeah, let's go to rock the weenie roast. Mm -hmm. I mean, what about, what do you guys think? I mean, I love 311. It would be nice. Yeah. What if I just came with a couple buddies and watched 311 with you guys? I mean, that doesn't well, feel the same. That's not performing. <laughs> that's just watching. Have you ever seen him watch a show, though? Oh. <laughs> Quite a performance. <laughs> All right. I mean, look, you're um, welcome. Of course, you're welcome to course. come to any show you want. But this particular one, I think we're requesting a little bit more. Guys, are you serious? Yes, uh -huh. yes. More than serious. Look, look, here's the deal. Honestly, I got to make this thing with Manson that later that night. It's a private screening. Okay. So maybe I could come down and bust out a couple jams. <gasps> well, okay. Okay, that's the closest we've there got. There you go, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I'm nervous. I don't know. I think we've been working so hard. I don't know. Is this real? Is like, that a yes then? For sure. No, it's never. It's never a real yes. Sorry. <laughs> Fred, for God's sake. People want to fly here. <laughs> yes, people want to fly um, here. We have to let them know it's happening if really? it's happening. Yes. 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 You're, I hate to put oh, you on the spot, but I mean, we're oh really at the point where God, it's like, it's poop or get off the pot, man. I was well, going to make cookies. We had cookies. a long history together. And, right. And, and um, I really just had such so many great times with K-Rock. And, yes. And, therefore, yes. and because of that. Uh, okay, if you guys could provide me with an extra bowl of blue M&M's, we <laughs> could probably pull this off. Okay. <laughs> That just sounded amazing. I said, Biscuit's <laughs> just about to throw down at the weenie roast. That's all, all right. There it is. That's, that's what we were looking for. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank oh, God. God. Crazy. I've never seen anything like it. It's basically social harassment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we're very proud of that. Look, whatever it takes to get the job done. Fred, we thank you in advance. We're so excited to put you on the lineup with Snoop Dogg and with 311 and the Lumineers, the Revivalists, and Catfish at the Bottom so of the cool. Ambassadors and so much more. It's going to be a great time at the Beast at the Beach. Tickets are on sale now, by the way. Uh, go to kirok.com, Weenie Rose, for all the information. Limp Biscuit is in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hey guys, right. Can we do yes, it? Can we make sure? Can we just not tell them when, and we surprise them when we when we rock? Sure, sure. Yeah, sounds like good to me. Yeah, you mean the lineup right. times, of course. Yeah, you can work that yeah, out with whatever you time. have to do. Yeah, because yeah, I know you, you yeah. got that, that busy I Saturday work night it out play. With Manson, yeah, the right. right. eight a.m. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Fred. Like perfect time for me. <laughs> we will see you on Saturday. We're so psyched, dude. Really. Thank you. I'll see you and, all, you and all your weenies on Saturday. Yeah. There you go. You got it. Bye-bye. Fred Durst, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. You know, after, the after we talk about the promise, we just put it out there into the radio universe and it happened. You mean the secret? The secret. Sorry, the yeah, promise. the secret. Yes, no, the okay. secret. Promise is completely. I mean, <laughs> I promise some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic news. Agreed. Very cool of them to agree to do that.
I know people think it was like a bit and stuff, but for mm-hmm. the last two months, we for real have been fighting <laughs> yeah. to get them on the bill. And we it, have. It did come down to the last minute to get a confirmation 100%. But I'm that's how we happy. do. That is I'm how very we do. happy. So, and yeah. by the way, I think it is, even for people who are skeptical right now, if you were there Saturday night and they come out rolling, 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 you're going to have a great time. Amen. Great time. So thank you to Lip Biscuit. We're very psyched about Saturday. Don't forget, tickets are on sale right now. Go to krock.com slash weenie for details. All right. um, The casting, uh, I guess, is official now, Allie. We can say it's official that Warner Brothers has confirmed that uh, Robert Pattinson is going to play the Batman. Yeah. It had been speculated. We had heard that it went right down to the wire between him and Nicholas Holt. Both were in the running for the Batman. And, um, which I think is what the movie's supposed to be called, The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> and a lot of people are, as you can imagine, especially in these days of, uh, you know, petitions to get Game of Thrones to reshoot the final season, <laughs> there are already petitions online calling for Robert Pattinson to be replaced. <laughs> How do they are, even? Okay. People are not even giving him a shot. They don't want to see a screenshot. They don't want to hear from him. They automatically go, nope, don't like it. Not going not gonna, to uh, get behind him as Batman. And people are also, you know, comparing it to the Ben Affleck mistake, the Batfleck, as they call it, mistake, (laughs) Uh, because there were a lot of people from day one who said Ben Affleck is a terrible choice for Batman. And then after they saw him in the Batman versus Superman and the Suicide Squad and the Justice League, they said Ben Affleck is a terrible choice to play Batman. (laughs) They were right. So he wasn't a great Batman, was he? No, no, no. What do you think? He was pretty easier on Batman. than No, he was not good. I mean, if you compare him to all the other people who play Batman, he's Mm -hmm. not up there. What about Robert Pattinson? What are our thoughts, you guys? And I'd love to hear from some listeners. We've got time for a couple of phone calls on this. If you have uh, bat thoughts on this at 1-800-520-1067. What is your reaction to the the Twilight Kid playing Batman? I'm into it because Good Time, a movie he put out a couple years ago, is one of my favorite movies from the decade, and he's so good in it. Is that right? Yeah, I think most people just know him as the Twilight guy, but he's been making these independent movies where he can actually act. I like it for a different reason, and that's because he's he's sexy. He's an unlikely choice. Oh, that too. Yeah. So you go, what? Who? And a lot of times, if that works out, it's a it's a home run. And like Heath Ledger was kind of a, a yes. up boy as well, and he obviously was great as the Joker. I don't have any doubt that he is a great actor. I've never seen any of his movies, but I have seen a lot of write-ups about films that he's been in, and he makes very interesting choices, and by all accounts, is a very talented actor. I don't mm-hmm. have any doubt about that. But he seems super slight to me to be playing... Batman. I mean, he. when you look at him, you don't go, Batman, for sure. That guy's I mean, Batman. Right. And I'm sure he will bulk up, right? I'm sure, like yeah. all actors do, he'll have to get in, in you know, preparation for the role. I mean, even Christian Bale, for God's sakes, had to bulk up to play Batman. I mean, he's 95 pounds now, so probably <laughs> if he adds another four or five pounds, he's good. I mean, doesn't he seem... I mean, he's he's not Michael Sarah. I'm not saying that, but he also Michael does... Michael Sarah would be a oh, great he Batman. He would have been amazing. <laughs> oh, really good. I just can't pick... He just seems... He seems short and skinny and and small to play Batman. Am I... Is that... Does that not matter or am I wrong? I don't That's, think the skinny matters because people bulk up for movies all the time. I don't... I would never think of him as short, though. He's 6'1". Okay. Oh, is he? Okay. All right. So not short at all. Not short. I mean, six okay, one on the internet, short which could be, you know, a sure. little bit of a lie. Five, but seven. Yeah. I think he got the role because he's got that jawline. That's what I think, mm-hmm. because he will look great in the cowl. And he's brooding. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. He's kind of got, he's got issues. Sure. Okay, but let me ask you this, because this is one of the other first things I thought, and then we'll go right to your calls at one 800 Even if you accept him as Batman, 
do you buy him as Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I think he looks like a rich, cool, good-looking dude. That fits for me. It's more the Batman issues I have. I think I could see that. And anyway, when someone's in the suit, it could be anyone. Right? Could be me. I don't think it could Allie was a little up, bit. You weren't up for it. I was, okay. But I mean, in real life, right. like you don't, you don't see that. You don't, I don't think he'll like his look won't play into it when he's in the costume. No, unless he's got the nipples, like the, oh, well, the bad, like Batman. the Clooney Batman, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the All bad right. Batman. Let's talk to Victor. He's in Almonte. He's on line one. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Got time for just a couple of calls on this? Getting your early reactions to Robert Pattinson being named Batman. Victor, your thoughts, please. Uh, I think people are being a little too harsh on the guy. I mean, I. I think they ought to give him a chance. Let him kind of mess up for himself. If he does great, <laughs> great. And if he does, a, if he does a bad job, then you know he does a bad job. But I think they ought to let him, you know, let's let him make a name for himself. I, me and uh, I have a co- uh, podcast where we talk about movies, and that's what my my co-host and I mentioned. I, we think that, you know, we ought to just let him let him mess up for himself, kind of thing. But <laughs> give him a chance first. <laughs> so don't turn on him now, but wait until no, he's yeah, bad, yeah. and then let turn him, on him. Let him let him give us a reason to not like him as Batman. Hey, Victor, I'm going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime here to shout out your podcast. What's it called? It's called Crash and Taz Movie Seller, and uh, we're on pretty much anything you can listen to a podcast on Spotify and Breakers, did all those good things. Okay, very cool. Congratulations. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, we don't know, but I mean, people just have in their mind, I mean, this wasn't a case where there was an overwhelming internet favorite. Like, there wasn't somebody that everybody was hoping for in this case. Like, it was a pretty wide open field this time around, right? Right, yeah. So, I guess... I feel like it's a good choice that could go south. But okay. I think it's a good choice. I like it. And he was or was not the talking dog in I don't Twilight. know. Was he the dog or was he the wolf? I always get confused. He, yeah. He's the vampire? Vampire, right? Yes. <laughs> He's the vampire. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Always very exciting for us when our next guest stops by the Kevin and Bean Show, the award-winning director, producer, writer, performer, and chairman of one of America's most beloved family companies, the Jim Henson Company. Brian Henson in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Brian. Hi. What's going on, man? Well, it's great to be here. It's hard to drive here this time in the morning. It is, right? I did discover that. You leave your house at four thirty this morning. Just got here. No, it was no, it wasn't that bad. I just come from Los Feliz. It wasn't. It wasn't so bad. Well, but it's, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. It's going to be a lot worse you. when you leave. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, I would imagine that it is a nonstop, full time plus job running the Jim Henson Company, right? Like you guys are involved in so many different things around the world, so many different platforms, so many different kind of media across the decades. Things you have to manage. What a big job. Yeah, we do. Well, we do do a lot. My sister Lisa is now 
uh, CEO, which helps mm-hmm. a whole lot. I was CEO. It's in, in a family company. That's what you do. I was sure. CEO for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then we were CEO together. And now I'm chairman. She's CEO. So she really takes on the Sounds running like you're of just the company. Musical yeah. chairs of titles. <laughs> well, no. it's Well, actually, it's like, okay, now I need to work not quite so I hard. Gotcha. <laughs> so now you can work really hard. But for you, you probably enjoy taking that hat off once in a while, that business hat off once in a while, and being able to get more into the creative, because I know that's kind of where your heart is, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I really like doing the projects. In all aspects, I like directing and, and producing, and I like performing, although I don't mm-hmm. do it as much but I, yeah and you guys and you guys produce a bunch of stuff like kids shows outside of anything that we really uh, equate with the Henson company oh sure yeah. we make a yeah we make a lot of children's television mostly educational preschool television in, of the kids stuff and this show puppet up is 100% for kids yeah oh. this one is yeah, very kid the friendly the younger the better no this one, it's puppet up it's puppet up uncensored ah, very uncensored. specifically mm. it's uncensored and uh it, it started as sort of an experiment to find just the funniest that puppets could be, <laughs> kind of what we wanted to do. Right. And we got together with Patrick Bristow, who created this show with me, and we started just improvising with the puppeteers to figure out what is, like, the funniest stuff. And our plan wasn't to become adult. It was just very, very funny to become yeah. adult. And actually, when, when you're at the show, it's not that we present an R-rated show. It's that the audience makes a lot of the suggestions of what the scenes are. Oh, it's their fault. Yeah, so it's their fault. (laughs) So we blame them. And actually, it depends on where we perform just how blue the show gets. (laughs) Like in Australia, it was very blue. You improv improv them all? Yeah. uh, Well, it's about half... Maybe more than half improvised. It's uh, musical sketches and sketch comedy. It's all like short form sketch comedy. So it's very fast and funny. And probably 60% of it you is, just said is 50. improvised. I don't know what you're No, oh, did I? Oh, yeah. It's a little bit more than half improvised. <laughs> when I saw this, I was amazed at how you did it. And I'm not sure if you're still doing it this way, but you should be. You had the. Uh, different screens yeah so you could see the people doing the puppetry on the bottom so you're literally seeing the person with their hand in the puppet doing it and then you're looking at the stage watching how it's all happening yeah that is fascinating yeah to me. it's it's the show where we pull the curtain back yes and, and let people see how we do it and that's a lot of we call it two shows in one it's like right. you can there's a can't because also our technique has to involve a camera that's just mm-hmm. our technique we right. puppeteer for cameras and we watch the monitor to see <clears throat> what the camera is seeing that's just our technique so the way it works is we put a camera center stage and then there's two giant screens on either side of the stage to show you what the camera is seeing and that's mm-hmm. like looks like the puppets that you're used to it looks like the Muppet show it looks like Sesame Street and then but what goes on on center stage are the six puppeteers and watching the craziness and how it's they do what phenomenal. they do phenomenal and yeah. seeing them break like when they're trying not to you see <laughs> the actor's face or the puppeteer's break <laughs> as the puppet's trying to retain composure <laughs> it is hysterical it, it it is a lot of fun i mean one of the nice things is improvise it can be hard to watch it can be hard to watch improvised comedy because you start feeling for the performers mm-hmm. if they dry up or they, mm-hmm. they start to get lost in the yeah. scene but with puppets it's really funny because the puppet's on your own arm so it's like <laughs> you go you're thinking my puppet doesn't know what to say now it's really funny it's like it's really really funny it's like you even in even as you kind of crash and burn it's actually even funnier uh, we know it's, all yeah. about that yes, <laughs> um, brian henson is our guest there on the kevin Show. we're talking about uh, puppet up uncensored with three performances happening this saturday is that right this saturday and sunday we have two shows on saturday one on sunday and uh-huh. i held a bunch of 
tickets because I was like, I didn't want to come on air and say, I'm so sorry, we're sold, sold out. out. Yeah. So we actually held a bunch of tickets that we just put up this morning. Fantastic. Oh, so, oh, so, so there is actually now tickets for all three shows. And there's, and there's two tiers of tickets because here's the cool thing. We, we're in the Charlie Chaplin studio lot. That's mm -hmm. that's where our company is. And it's close to the public. You can never yeah. you can never get in. It's a little bit like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. <laughs> and it was built in 1917. It's a really cool studio. So when we do that's these... That's the where the old uh, A&M Records used to be. Yeah, right? that's right. And right. we still, yeah, and, and it's, yeah, that's now our lot. We still have mm -hmm. the recording studio, too. It's now the Jim Henson recording studio. But um, it's an opportunity for the for the public to be able to come in and get a tour. So there's also, there's an expensive VIP ticket, and I also held some of them back, too, for people, where you can get a tour of the lot, oh, wow. of wow. the studio, before you go into the show. Oh, that's huh? huge. Does the puppet lead the tour? Actually, I think there is a okay. oh. <laughs> But people don't know, like, there's a history in sort of adult shows with Jim Henson, like, as far as like back in the day with SNL and a bunch of things that he had done, like this is sort of a tradition for the Muppets. Yeah, I think, that, and that's sort of a common uh, confusion that people have because they think that my dad started in children's television and yeah. that children's television was a thing. And it's kind of. I heard that Jim Henson hated kids. That's what. <laughs> I <was. laughs> <laughs> no, he loved. Well, he loved kids, but when he did Sesame Street, he was basically an adult performer, and he did. He did I mean, adult performer. He did commercials, and 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 his famous show that he did, Sam and Friends, when he and my mom were just kids. He was like mm -hmm. twenty years old. Was actually, uh, I think, at eleven p.m. It was ten minutes, and it went between the news, and it was like a com comedy break. So Sesame Street was was a weird thing for him. It was like, really? Am I going to do something for kids? Is that going to work Street out? Sesame was a weird thing for yeah. him. That's so strange. No, and then when he went to make The Muppet Show, he had to do, he did two pilots of The Muppet Show and all three networks passed both times saying, no, puppet, Muppets are really for little kids. And he was so infuriated by that. <laughs> he was infuriated. And so that's when he went on Saturday Night Live. He yeah. was like, I'm going to prove to the world that the Muppets are not for kids. I'm going to go on to the most controversial adult show on air. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he did the first season of Saturday Night Live. But, and then while he was doing that, that's when he got a call. Come to London. You can do the, your Muppet show in London. And then Brian, he, is it true that you appeared on Sesame Street as a kid? I did. <laughs> do you have memories of that? Oh, yeah. I do. I, I mean, for you, it wasn't just another day at, at work, though, I imagine, right? It, it wasn't as magic for you as it would have been at pulling a kid off the street because you were used to being around all these puppets, right? Yeah, that's true. My dad was a real workaholic, so we would, I would hang out in the workshop. I, often on the weekends, I would just be in the workshop with playing with eyeballs and, and puppets. Same. Dead. Awesome. And, <laughs> no, we but, lost Kermit's no, eyes. But actually, Thanks, Brian. No, but, but going on camera, that, that was... Uh, kind of cool and and scary for me. I was guess five. I was five and six years old, and I did probably six or seven pieces. Wow, it was a lot of fun. I remember, and my dad was all like he he was kind of very formal and always trying to educate us on being functioning adults. And I remember when he sat me down for breakfast and said, "Here, Brian, this is your paycheck." for the last three weeks of work that you did mm -hmm. and it's $50 so we're going to go <laughs> you were getting ripped off uh, no I was like $50 <laughs> <laughs> so much money and he took me in a car went took me to the bank introduced me to the bank manager and had me open a bank account with my $50 Aww. Aww. you took all the $50 you weren't able to blow any of it on cocaine <laughs> no <laughs> what? Oh, come on <laughs> how big must Big Bird have looked to you at five though Oh, he looked big. Yeah, yeah giant. No. He was big. Although my dad had before that, he had done these characters called the Boss Men 
on the Sonny and Cher show and stuff like that. And they were really tall. They were like 14 feet tall. Oh, my god! Yeah, he had these cool... That they, they were like these big rods that you had. You wore a harness, and there was a big rod that went out of your chest and big arms. You had ar- rods in each hand that went to the hands, and they were these huge guys that were made of like feather boas. They were really cool, but they had working mouths and stuff. They were There's so much about right? Jim Henson's work that we don't know. I bet. <laughs> I yeah, mean, there's. No, I mean, people don't even labyrinth, dark crystal. I mean, people don't even delve into sort of the fantasy stuff. It's it's a remarkable body of work. Yeah, yes. although you know, dark crystal. We're we're doing this. Big <laughs> back, oh, yeah. don't you worry. Oh, Alice has been talking about it nonstop. <laughs> I have not Ryan. stopped for about two years that it was coming back. I it yeah. is so good. I can oh, take yeah? I can take no credit. This one and my, it's a prequel. My sister right? did this one. Uh, Yes. Okay. It's, it takes place far b- long before the movie. Dude, your sister's not here. You can just take credit. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> no, because i got to go see it. Well, <laughs> Puppet Up is your baby. Brian Henson presents Puppet Up Uncensored. Three special performances at the Jim Henson Company's private studio on the historic Charlie Chaplin soundstage. As Brian announced, and this is great news, new tickets just put on sale for two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. You go to Puppet up.com tickets start at just 60 bucks and uh it sounds like a phenomenal like you said two shows in one getting to see the magic of puppeteers and then also the comedy of the puppets that's a hell of an evening right there Brian. it's it's really fun and we've changed we take our main shooting stage and turn it into a theater for one weekend so fun. it's a lot of fun. that's cool that great stuff fun. man you have a you have a, i know it's a lot of work but it's a fun job and you bring a lot of joy to the people so we really appreciate you and thanks as always for stopping by the kevin and bean show oh thank you so much for having me it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q Q. Eric Stone Street. Eric yeah. Stone Street. Hi. Eric. You're Hello. such a adorable young man. Oh, thank you for the young part. My hair's gray now. Great to see you again. <laughs> thank you. Good to see How you, you been? guys. Very, very good. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. New digs. New digs, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. excited. It was mm-hmm. very nice drive in. Good. We don't anyway, hear that a lot. I'll talk no. to you guys later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, does a big star like Eric Stone Street still drive himself around, or do you have a person? Uh, well, I drove my, I drove myself. Well, te- okay. I'm in my own car today, but my assistant did drive today only because I had a bunch of text messages I wanted to do on the way, mm-hmm. and I'm pro being safe on the road. So, But yes, yeah, I drove right. my own car here, and um, it depends, though, where I'm going. And I wouldn't say I'm a big star, but thank you. You're you absolutely like a, a big star. You should have like a motorcade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like, should have vehicles. I've be, like been in one of those. Oh, like, you've been in one. I've been in one of those, like at a bowl game, when I've gotten to ride with my college team to the stadium right. and see how they clear the roads for for everything. And I got to do it with the Chiefs when we came, when I flew with the team into, into Los Angeles to watch them play the Chargers. And we had to go all the way to Long Beach to the hotel. And flying into LAX and then having a police motorcade escort all the way down to Long Beach, amazing. That's pretty strong. Oh my God. Very cool. <laughs> That's pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about your relationship with the team because mm-hmm. I do feel like it's very close to Drake's relationship with the, with the Raptors <laughs> at this point. I mean, like, you are in, you are bunking with them at this point, right? Well, no, I am not. And I, and I, really try to take my access that I sometimes get very seriously and I don't ever it, I, I'm a big person it's like I've never gone to the Grammys I've never asked to go to the Grammys I don't really go to music award shows because that's I don't feel like that's my 
my area. It's not your thing, huh? It's not my thing. And with sports, because I'm a passionate fan, I break my own rule a little bit and will mm -hmm. participate in things, but never in a million years would I want to be the focus of something at an event. Okay, like, so you're not Drake. Okay. Uh, that would drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah. You were in the room for draft day this year? I was. I got to go in, not for draft day, no, leading up to draft day. I got okay. to go into the Chiefs room and uh, Chiefs draft room and watch tape on players and... Whoa. That kind of did stuff. Did you give your input? Yeah, I was going to say, did you give advice? Well, I did because I, I watched the Senior Bowl and I took it very. I took. I knew I was Brett Veach, the general manager, was going to invite me in, and so I did watch the Senior Bowl. There was a kid from Kansas State that the Broncos ended up drafting that I was, you know, really high on. And did you yell, "You blew it"? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't. Okay, all right. But uh, but again, I'm you know. If I'm on a movie set or a TV set, I'm a different person than I am when I'm in like somebody else's domain. I'm, I'm sure. I try to be very. You should have showed up with face paint, though. That was <laughs> yeah. that was too much. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Do you uh, do you travel to see Chiefs games during the season? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. That's hardcore. Yeah, uh, you've hit the drum. I beat the drum. Yeah. You know, listen. Is that code? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes okay. it is. It is. <laughs> Allie knows uh -huh. that I've beat the drum. Um, yeah, I tra I travel and I, look. I've just been a fan forever, and it's like one of those things when I, you know, had a little opportunity to treat myself. That's one of the things that's that I want to do. I'm is, is I'm in, and yeah. I want to do that. You're gonna go see him in Mexico City next year? No, I draw I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You draw the line at the border? I'm good. Well, I think I, you're I think you're right. I think yeah. that's the right move there. Yeah. It's it's not a big trip. It's not like a that's not a destination. I would consider going to watch them in London if I if they were going back to London. Mm. Sure, yeah. And they had a a couple of really good seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. The I mean, you're kind of on the yeah. yeah we the were about four inches away from going to the Super Bowl. We yeah, had one guy kind of on the cusp. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. I thought this was going in that direction at one point. Uh -huh. Yes, yes, Allie. Uh -huh. There's a Patriots fan in every room to ruin everything. You there know really that. is. You know, listen, I. We're jealous. That's all. It, and it, we're just but jealous. I'm always very kind, and I don't mean to say always because it happens a lot that you guys lose to the Patriots. But I always <laughs> do. I always do reach out to you and say, yeah, you you "Hell do. of a season." Yeah, you do. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's condescending, isn't it? It is yeah, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. Yeah. But yeah. you know, Smugness. all good things will come to an end. I agree. We, we learn. I that. agree. And I think Patrick Mahomes, who we. We just announced today my, the charity that I do in Kansas City. He's going to come and be a Fantastic. participant, which oh, is exciting. Huge. Oh, that's huge. That's the biggest star there is in Kansas City. Oh, it's Patrick yes. Mahomes. It, yes. That's fantastic. What's the charity? Yeah, uh, let's, hit, let's hit that right yeah, now. BigSlickKC.org is a charity that Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Rob Riggle, Dave Keckner, and I all do. We're all from Kansas City, which always blows people's minds. That That's a lot of famous mm -hmm. people from yeah, Kansas yeah. City. We're all around the same age. I'm the youngest. And... <laughs> got to squeeze that in. I think Jason is the youngest, actually. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we do a charity there to, to benefit Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City. Uh, we've raised uh, over seven million dollars, and we think we're going to raise we're going to hit ten million bucks this year. Wow! We've moved to the Sprint Center. Um, yeah, this, this thing year. has it's, grown it's, it's, leaps yeah. and bounds. It's really exciting. We invite all of our lots of our famous friends into Kansas City that can come and be a be a part of it. And you've uh, had St. Louis's John Hamm on the thing a couple yeah, times. John right? Hamm's been in. Um, Will Farrell's been in. Lot, lots of people. Uh, so what do you all do on stage at the event? <coughs> well, we really rely on the people we invite in. This year we have a very, 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 very funny comedian, Nate Bergazzi. If you haven't oh, we watched love Nate Bergazzi. We know oh, Nate. We, we just him. had him on a couple weeks ago. He yep. is so hilarious. <laughs> He's and great. I saw his Netflix special. Amazing. And, and saw him in Kansas so City and sent him a direct message and said, you're a sports guy. You're, you're, 
you're into this world, you're coming to Big Slick, and he immediately said yes. So he's going to come. Well, it wasn't a question. It sounded more like a demand. (laughs) I told him he was coming. Uh, He's coming. We have, uh, like... Richard Christie is also from the Kansas City area. Uh, you know, Howard, one of Howard Stern's sidekicks. Mm-hmm. So he's coming uh-huh. this year. Um, Andrea Savage. Andrea Savage. Wow. Oh, fun. Yeah, she's awesome. What um, about our listeners who want to help with the charity, the, the Children's Mercy, but aren't obviously going to be in Kansas City? Yeah, easiest thing you can go to go go do is go to BigSlickKC.org and buy one of our T-shirts, and all that money goes to Children's Mercy. And like I said, we're hoping to make $10 million bucks. Go hit the $10 million mark this year. Fantastic. That's All right, very that's nice. Thank big you for letting slick. me do that. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a wonderful charity. Uh, BigSlickKC.org if you want to check it out. Uh, buy a t-shirt. Maybe plan a trip to Kansas. It yeah, might be worth see it. Us. Uh, it's really technically not Kansas. It's Missouri, but it you know is what Missouri. I mean. All right. Our guest is Eric Stonestreet. We have much to talk about, including the final season of Modern Family. And this Friday, Eric's voice can be heard on screen with The Secret Life of Pets 2, which looks super fun. And we can't wait to hear about how you've been torturing Kevin Hart for the past <laughs> few weeks. More with Eric right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Eric Stone Street in studio with us. You may know him as Duke from The Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets 2 hits theaters this Friday. You and your friend uh, Kevin Hart, who is, of course, Snowball in the new movie, um, have been touring the world doing press for this. And I never thought I would say this. But you've gotten Kevin Hart beat, man. You oh. got him what? <laughs> he usually is the loudest and biggest person in any room just with his personality. And he just looks he just looks like a beaten dog now after hanging out with you for a few weeks. <laughs> well, I... I uh, you've worn him down, Eric. I started that three years ago with the press for The Secret Life of Pets just in a couple little Instagram videos. I didn't know him. And, I, you know, I mean, we only still see each other when we're doing this press. But I just decided, like, okay, what's a... What's a way I can go after Kevin in a way that that you know is fun and funny, and uh, that's what I that's what I've come up with. But it's, you had to guess like this is a guy that will run will oh, well, flow he, with yeah, this. Yeah, he's he's a yes. He's he's the, what he does in them is generous because what I'm doing is alphaing him in a right. very under way, and he's right. usually like you said the loudest, biggest, most important guy, and I'm doing mm-hmm. it in a really kind way, which he can't really <laughs> get mad at, but then he still has to give me instruction on stuff, which is you keep him funny. off balance, that's for sure. Yeah. Have you been approached to do a buddy cop comedy with him? No. And how how do we make it happen? Well, I I don't know. I mean, he's a busy guy. I don't know what he's got going on. And then you know, I got that other job that I'm doing for one more year. But I think afterwards, yeah, we'll you know. Maybe maybe somebody will write something. Who knows? Lethal, yeah. lethal Weapon Five. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> maybe they it. start their own. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, all right. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Just suggesting. When I see Eric Sostrud, I think Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Secret Life of Pets was a huge smash, right? Yeah, the it was one. big. It was the biggest big. original opening of any movie ever. Like, uh, original title, meaning not a sequel, original characters. Really? Wow. Yeah, huge, huge. You had that That's in your back pocket, man. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, well, I keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about the decision to prop Harrison Ford up to do a voice in this oh, film. Because, oh, man. Oh, how my God. How, how dare you? How much you? editing was involved between the one word at a time you could get out of Mr. Ford? Uh, he was very excited to do this movie. That's not what he we hasn't asked. been excited to do anything <gasps> in 50 years, Eric. Uh, he, you know, I did find out he's my dad's age, which is pretty impressive. That, wow. Uh, yeah, he's, he's well, according to uh, Wikipedia or whatever, it's, he's 75 or 76, which is incredible. Did you ever yell, speak up? 
No. <laughs> I met him for the first time yesterday. Oh, you did? Oh. You're, oh. Me you're meeting me right, or seeing me right after I touched Harrison wow. Ford. Wow. Mm. So. Okay, now that's interesting because I was clowning, but the truth is if I were to meet Harrison Ford, I would be, oh my God, it's Han Solo. Oh my God, it's yeah, Harrison Ford. Of course, mm -hmm. yeah, of course. I mean, that's, I, I, I was excited to meet him. Don't get to record with anybody in the booth. So when they told me he was going to be in the movie, I knew that was a big deal because he'd never done an animated movie before. And then all of a sudden he's there doing it and something I'm in. And now I'm one degree of Kevin Bacon, Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. Right. Did you see okay. the earring? Did you look at the earring in person? No, I didn't even notice that. I was I was looking at his beard and hair knowing like, okay, if I let it all go, that's what I'm going <laughs> to look like thinking the whole time. Um, speaking of old guys, yesterday was Charlie Watts' birthday, Eric. Oh, drummer. He is the drummer for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, best timekeeper, I think most drummers consider Charlie A lot Charlie of people Watts. say that, yes. Yeah. He is 78, you guys. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Freaking drummer for the Rolling Stones. I, 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 you do wonder, like, I mean, his time's got to slow down at some point, right? Yes, gotta, his life's got to slow down at some point. I've never seen the Stones in in person. Are they you bringing haven't. the tempo of their songs uh, down? No, no, not no. at all. Incredible. No. Okay, yeah. that's incredible. It's, it's crazy. just as good. Yeah, it's just it's unbelievable how old those guys are. All right, so Secret Life of Pets two. Yeah, that's this Friday. That's now this you, Friday. Mm -hmm. June you 7th. mentioned Modern Family final season. Yeah, time to go, or you're going to be hanging on to somebody's leg, begging them to change their mind and come back. I think time to go. I, yeah. I, I think we're good. I think we're all happy. I think, you know, in this world where everybody just likes, you know, the new shiny things, we've, you know, I think we've maintained a very high level of writing. And Absolutely. I know I don't try any less hard to be funny when and act in scenes. I think we've done our best to to give the audience a great show. And, I, you know, I love when people say, oh, they must have new writers because Modern Family sucks now. It's like, nah, actually, we have all the, basically all the same writers <laughs> and all the same cast. But, you know, we're doing three stories a week there at Modern Family. And we were talking Secret Life of Pets, which too, which is that kind of a movie where there's three storylines going on and they all kind of come together. I'm like, yeah, welcome to the, the life of Modern Family writers yeah. every week for 22 weeks a year. They're creating mm -hmm. three stories. Unreal. By the way, we've said many times on this show, that's, that is a show that gets taken for granted because because it's always been great, but it's not new, so people are like going yeah. on to something else. But it stayed great. Thank I think you. it stayed great. I, I, I agree. I know a lot of people don't think that, but we're we're thankful that we've done. We will have done eleven years, but I think everybody will be ready to just. That's like a, that's a historic run. I eleven mean, years. Yeah. I understand you're saying years. like oh, people near the end. I mean, it's eleven years of a show. If someone loved a show equally through eleven years, it's impossible. It's never yeah. happened. But the the historic run of that is bonkers. Yeah, well, that's 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 very nice. I remember when the show started that that Chris Lloyd, one of our co-creators, who's just a genius guy he said you'll know just know that like in a show there's a third of the episodes that you're proud of a third of the episodes that you're like okay and then there's a third of the episodes you wish you could do again and that's with every tv show in the history of TV that's just shows. how it that's works. just how it works so interesting that's the expectation from the inside the expectation from the outside is make me feel as good as i felt the first time i saw the pilot of modern family that's what people the viewers thinking and you know we'll never live up to that expectation no. Well, plus Manny is like 35 now, and at some point, no, <laughs> he has got to move out of okay. the house. That, that's that's so funny because it's like one of the things that drives me crazy. People will comment on Twitter and Instagram and be like, "I can't watch the show anymore. The kids are older now." Like, what do you think happens? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. What, so science is something that you're not yeah. like a part of. They're like, and, yeah, but the Simpsons uh, do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I really think that's the reference of like that's a reason to watch, not watch the show because because the kids have gotten older.
That's insane. That yeah. is insane. That's insane. There was a moment where Manny being like, what's up, lady, like, yeah. became creepier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he was like 11, it was cool, but now he's like smoking with like a beard yeah. and like a wedding ring on. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Have you given any thought, and I'm not to, certainly trying to ramp up the pressure here, but, you know, we've seen some season finales lately, mm-hmm. like uh, Big Bang Theory, for instance. You know, people are going to be looking. For, there's no central mystery to your show like there is to some others, but people are going to be looking for that that finale episode. Has there been talk about how it's going to end? Who's going to stay on the Iron Throne? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've heard a little bit, but, you know, I, I, think, the, I think the notion is going to be that, you know, the the show will end in a way that gives the audience the opportunity to imagine the the, the family continuing in a, in, oh, a, in a way. You know, you'll know that we'll keep going. Yeah. That's how. That's mm, what I. think. That's very interesting. That it seems like it would be a very difficult thing to pull off. What do you mean? Like just to write it and to yeah. It well, just seems like a really tough. Uh, but I, I, I the the only thing that I've been told is is that there's there's an idea that you will imagine. Potentially, Mitch and Cam, or someone else, living a new life. All right, somewhere else in witness relocation. Got it. Yeah. Okay, I will <laughs> murder. Yeah, there, there goes my bet. I bet on house fire. <laughs> that sucks. Oh Lost a bunch of money. The uh, secret life of, life of pets is Friday. Of course, uh, Modern Family will return uh, for its eleventh and final season this fall, Wednesdays at nine. Before you go, yep. sixty seconds with okay, Eric great. Stone Street. Ali is going to be firing questions at you. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. Love Here's it. Eric Stone Street. Did you have a nickname growing up? Stony. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? No. Okay. You could join the cast of any TV show, past or present. Which would you choose? Mm. NYPD Blue or Barry? Oh, mm, Barry. Barry, yes. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Yeah. Will the Chiefs ever beat the Patriots when it matters? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this year in, in Foxborough. Okay. What was your first job? Uh, as an actor? In life. Oh, uh, 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 wiping tables at Taco Kid in Kansas City, Kansas for my aunt. I mean, real, real specific. Uh, you can only bring one album to a deserted island. Which one? Ray Charles, Modern Sounds and Country Music. Wow. Country Western Music. All right. Volume well, one, though, right? Okay, take it easy. <laughs> Twizzlers. Or, or Astro Weeks. Okay. Twizzlers or Red Vines? Oh, Red Vines, my God. Yeah. Right? You can only eat one food for the rest of your life. What is it? Cheeseburgers. Great. All right. Great. Got cheeseburgers in just yes. under the wire. He did it. He did I, it. I, I want to live Eric Stone's life. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. That Eric Stone Street is delightful, isn't he? He's a good he? dude. He is. Such a nice man. He is. Please oh, yeah. enjoy his visits. That was super fun. Hey, um, earlier this morning, uh, just real quick before we get into the final what's happening on the Kevin Bean Show, we got Fred Durst on the phone, and uh, he flipped the switch, mm-hmm. and now Limp Biscuit is playing the K-Rock Weenie Rose Luau and Beach Party, ladies and gentlemen. It is official. It is confirmed. They have been added to the lineup. If you want to hear it, first of all, you should buy your tickets if you yeah. haven't yet at FrontGateTickets.com because it's going to be amazing now that you got your 311, your Silverstone pickups, your Snoop Dogg, your Lumineers, Revivalist, Next Ambassadors, so much more. You don't want to miss that show this Saturday. But I also bring it up because if you want to hear that conversation, if you want to hear us twisting Fred's arm and refusing <laughs> to let him off the phone until he says yes, you definitely want to check out the Kevin and Bean podcast. I think he said yes so he'd stop calling. I yeah. think that might be true. So that's on the podcast. You can get it at Radio.com or wherever you get yours. Allie is here. Time for what's happening here on a Monday. Listen, I see McLovin trending in the United States and I get nervous. What has happened? Right. Don't worry. It's just the <laughs> the actual ID that they used in Superbad. It says that his birthday is June 3rd on it. So <laughs> he is trending Interesting. because of that. <laughs> oh, he's a 38-year-old Hawaiian organ donor, you know. That's a attention to detail for people who remember his That's birthday. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. How great was that movie? It's a right? great movie. It was a great movie, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, Seth Rogen said, happy 38th birthday, McLovin, and shows a picture of the ID. So, good stuff in case... June. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you so much for that. So, Game of Thrones fans have Kit Harrington's back. Fans of the show created a Just Giving account for his UK charity called the Royal Mencap Society. It's a charity that's dedicated to working with people with learning disabilities. And they decided, you know what? He's given us so much. He's going through maybe a hard time right now. So let's do something for him. So they have raised more than $45,000 in a day, which is lovely. That is. So, a bunch of them said all different things, but this one said, Kit Harrington has given so much to the fans of Game of Thrones over the past decade, playing the king in the north, Jon Snow of the north. This says king in the north. It just sounds weird. Anyway, he absolutely nailed his performance, and we loved every second of screen time we had with him, which is just lovely. So, congratulations to your charity, because it's now about $45,000 richer, which is nice. Yeah, that's a better example of fandom than, like, starting a petition to film something again. Yes, agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Using using the powers for good, for sure. You guys, I'm really really nervous, and I'm sure we're going to have answers very soon with this whole iTunes thing. Yeah. But apparently it's it's going bye-bye, and they're announcing it today at the Worldwide Developers Conference in San Jose, California. 
Apple is set to replace iTunes with separate standalone music, television, and podcast apps. When you get these albums on iTunes, do you get the full like CD with the pictures and the sleeves and all that? What? The cardboard or mm-hmm. whatever it is? What? Come like that? Yeah, you get the cardboard with the iTunes download. I that's don't what, think that's true. That's what no. happens, Rodney. I mean, you do get the, the artwork if you wanted that on iTunes, but not so much the, the cardboard. Great album. Great mm-hmm. album. I didn't know who I was until I heard this album. Excellent. So we we both saw Rocket Man, and by yes. both Kevin and I loved it. Thought it was wonderful. But Elton John and the Rocket Man filmmakers not really pleased with the Russian distributor for cutting scenes with gay sex and men kissing from the biopic. Here's the quote. We reject in the strongest possible terms the decision to pander to local laws and censor Rocket Man for the Russian market, a move we were unaware of until today. The biopic starring Taron Edgerton has been cut by an estimated five minutes due to Russia's laws banning, quote, homosexual propaganda. Propaganda. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Did you hear what the uh, what the president had to say about Elton John? No. I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And we beat, and I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Huh? Organ. Elton has an organ. Elton has an organ. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> okay. It's more of a piano, but it's okay. It's more of a piano. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean he's broken more Elton John records? What does that attendance? even mean? I think he means attendance yeah. records, yeah. Okay. All right. But, All right. but Elton has an organ, so it's not really a fair well, comparison. That's true. It really isn't. really isn't, you guys. This Andy is... plays piano. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is the dumbest survey and a study that I have ever done on this show. Wow. There's really something about summer that makes people want to hang out together. A survey of 2,000 people found that 35% of them said they are likely to avoid socializing in the winter months, but more so hang out with other people in the summer. People get paid to do this. These people paid for a study that revealed that people people socialize better in the summer than they do when it's a blizzard outside. What is happening? I don't know. What's wrong with them? You guys. Could have saved all that money. Just ask me. Kevin, do you like to socialize more in the summer or winter? Usually winter. Okay. Oh, 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 wow. (laughs) Send it out. That is different. That is very, very different. And if you were wondering to yourself, hey, why am I not seeing Tiffany Thiessen in the reboot of Beverly Hills 90210? Well, she told Entertainment Tonight that she couldn't revisit her Valerie Malone character because of scheduling conflict with her Netflix series. I'm actually shooting season three of Alexa and Katie right now, so I'm working at the moment and busy. I'm literally in the middle of my season, and I go until September. So she is on a show on Netflix called Alexa and Katie, and they are shooting their third season. Robert. And third, I, you said third season. Third what did season. you mean? Third. She's shooting her third Too season. Too much TV. Wow. But I love Tiffany Thiessen. I feel like I, I should know that this exists. What's wrong with me? Don't answer that. <laughs> Don't, Kevin, you were about to. How much time do we have? I saw your mouth starting to move, and I just decided to nip that in the bud. And, of course, if you're just waking up, didn't figure it out over the weekend, Robert Pattinson has signed a three-movie deal to star as the new Batman, you guys. The Batman is set to arrive in theaters on June 25th, 2021, with pre-production expected to start this summer. I feel like I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, I, I would have appreciated that, that casting. I yeah. wish. Yes. 
Got to look to him. Imagine more. if Beer Mug was Batman. That would be the best. Imagine. I'd love it. <laughs> right? That would be magic. All right, you guys. Some birthdays. Imogen Poots, Rafael Nadal, and Anderson Cooper, who might have the greatest laugh in all of television. <laughs> I love that he did this on TV and couldn't and stop. And couldn't stop. <laughs> Literal tears streaming down his face. Oh, it is a joy. And you've been there when you when you know you have to stop. It doesn't help. Absolutely. It just makes and you it hear worse. the crew Absolutely. crack it up yep. too. Dying. Amazing. And that's what's happening. Thanks, Allie. 5 p.m. commercial-free hour is happening thanks to the random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful <laughs> Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning on all-new Kevin and Bean Show, we've got Cheers with Mugs. Kevin, what about Kevin? You're not going to believe what's going to replace scooters. Uh, but it starts, I'm here for it. But I'm here for it. <laughs> you will never use one. Ever, I can't wait. Ever. <laughs> the best I, idea ever. I want to see that happen. I want oh. a bean on a pogo stick. No. <laughs> Need that to happen. Yeah. And we've got your tickets for the K-Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party now with Limp Biscuit. We'll yes. see, you. see you tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 